You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7pm. Today's guest of The Political Periscope is Tigran Hasmalian, chairman of the European Party of Armenia. Political Periscope. What is the European Party of Armenia? What's its power? Do you have any seats in any bodies? Uh, and how long does it exist? The European Party of Armenia was established in 2018, uh, the moment when uh, the so-called Velvet Revolution has occurred in Armenia, uh, headed by Nikol Pashinyan, the current prime minister. Uh, but uh, part of society to which I belong was disappointed by the fact that uh, Pashinyan did not change the foreign policy. And he even stated that the strategic, so-called strategic uh, alliance with Russia will not be harmed by, will not be changed. Uh, so we decided to uh, establish a party Uh, which is uh, which um, program and uh, ultimate goal were and are uh, full membership of Armenia to uh, European Union and NATO. This is our uh, main uh, uh, goal. And uh, at the moment, uh, I am um, appointed as an invited member of uh, Parliamentarian uh, Committee on Euro-Integration of Armenia in the National Assembly of uh, the country. Each succeeding free election will weaken the path of, uh, of centuries-old dependency and allow Armenia to become closer to Europe. One generation which looks to Europe is replacing a generation that has always looked toward Moscow, and that ultimately sets the stage for radical changes. It's a quote uh, from you, actually. Uh, you said those words. How much time is needed to change the pro-Russian, pro-Moscow, Moscow-oriented um, stance in Armenian society and Armenian politics? Uh, Armenia is one of the hostages. Uh, we cannot speak about pro-Russian from Moscow um, feelings. It's rather a Stockholm syndrome, which is so familiar to any uh, country which used to be a part of the Eastern Bloc. You uh, all were in the vanguard of the struggle since 70s, and you know what does it mean. Uh, we have still um, two kinds of uh, hostage uh, feeling. Firstly, Uh, Armenia is economically occupied by Russian state monopolies. Uh, Russians are still controlling the energy sector, the infrastructure, transport, uh, communications. Uh, Ar uh, Armenia is the um, uh, last country uh, in the Caucasus, although we, are, we do not regard ourselves as a social Caucasus, as uh, people used to call this region. We believe that we are uh, part of Southeastern Europe, but uh, there is a Russian military base on a, a Armenian-Turkish border up to now. 
And uh, despite the fact that it's almost empty, the stuff uh, basically is sent to Ukrainian front. Uh, formerly, the base is still there. And secondly, we have a problem of Artsakh, as we call Nagorno-Karabakh uh, province, uh, which is also occupied by Russian and um, Azerbaijani troops, and uh, which uh, is a major uh, problem uh, for our country. And Russia is um, manipulating uh, this problem to uh, keep its influence in Armenia, in Azerbaijan, in Karabakh itself, and even uh, partly uh, in the northern border of Iran. So this is a major regional uh, problem. You've mentioned uh, Nagorno-Karabakh. Recently, I've spoken with the ambassador of Azerbaijan to Poland. And uh, from Azerbaijani point of view, it's Armenia who tried to occupy part of Azerbaijan. I know that your point of view is different, but the question is, the main question is how to find a long-lasting peace, how to find a solution which will satisfy both sides. What do you propose in this regard? Uh, it's not only our proposal. Uh, for Azerbaijan, it's a matter of territory. Uh, they used to call it territorial integrity of their country, despite the fact that Artsakh um, uh, or Karabakh, as they call it, is historical uh, province of uh, Armenia, which was uh, inhabited by Armenians for thousands of years. But it doesn't matter now. What does matter is uh, the right of the nations uh, to um, self uh, determination. This is a fundamental uh, human right. Uh, uh, Azerbaijani and Moscow uh, uh, opponents of our struggle uh, usually uh, say that there's a contradiction between a territorial integrity principle and national uh, self-determination right. We believe that uh, there is no contradiction because territorial integrity uh, describes the borders of the state. Uh, it's not Armenia that is attacking uh, Azerbaijan. We do not uh, announce a war, declare a war against Azerbaijan. That's Armenians of Nagorno-Karabakh, of Artsakh, which uh, demanded constitutional rights for self-determination, uh, which were oppressed by Moscow in Stalin's um, period of time, then by uh, Soviet Azerbaijan, etc., etc. Right now, the solution uh, could be found uh, using the precedent of Kosovo. Kosovo is a brilliant example of um, how this bloody conflict could be solved. We have to uh, respect uh, human rights, humans' rights, and this is uh, the priority for Europeans. Uh, as a part of uh, Eastern Europe, Southeastern Europe. We believe that uh, Karabakh uh, problem could be solved uh, just by example of uh, Kosovo self-determination, um, internationally recognized uh, fact. That's uh, our point of view. Let's get back to the topic of Russia. Mm, recently, especially since the start of Russian full-scale invasion on Ukraine in 2022 in February, We've seen a certain shift in uh, Nikola Pashinyan's policy 
foreign policy towards Russia and towards the US, um, I have the impression, I have an impression that the Armenian policy, for foreign policy is shifting towards the US, um, rather limiting the connections with Russia. Do you agree? That's true. Uh, thing is that uh, the war, uh, war in uh, Karabakh, uh, was not an isolated episode of uh, the uh, long years conflict. As we understand now, Russia supported Azerbaijan in the uh, war of 2020 uh, for a certain reason which is directly connected to uh, Ukrainian invasion of uh, uh, 2022. Uh, thing is that, um, by the way, uh, I have to emphasize the fact that one day before uh, the invasion of Ukraine, on uh, 22 February of 2022, um, Vladimir Putin invited and uh, meet, met um, in Kremlin with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev. That was a very important uh, development because, um, as we understand now, uh, the war of 2020 had uh, two main goals. It was not just uh, maintaining control over uh, Karabakh itself. Uh, it had to have um, continuation. Uh, Azerbaijan, as a tool uh, of the Russian policy, uh, had a more important um, goal in this war. That is uh, breaking through uh, southern border of Armenia towards Nakhichevan and Turkey. That's how Russia was preparing the southern route, uh, the so-called land corridor, or, or as they call it, Zangizu corridor to Turkey. Because uh, as we see now, uh, Russia realized that the Nord Stream and uh, traditional routes uh, towards uh, Europe would have been uh, efficiently, effectively cut uh, by the West. So Russians were trying to um, guarantee the southern uh, alternative route. Uh, and that's why uh, cutting off Armenia from Iran uh, and breaking through uh, Azerbaijan and south of Armenia to uh, Turkey was so essential and is still so vital for Russians and Azerbaijan and Turkey. Uh, as an example, I could just quote uh, yesterday's uh, developments when, uh, after a bloody backlash uh, in uh, uh, Sunnic region, uh, we had uh, penetration of Azeri troops uh, from Nakhichevan. I understand that these geographical names uh, uh, say uh, quite little to Europeans, but uh, we have to see the bigger uh, picture. Armenia is just a part of a very big game which Russia is playing. Uh, Armenia is the so-called second front, second after the Ukrainian front. It's the part of the same big game. Uh, in order to uh, bypass Western sanctions, uh, Russians were uh, building uh, the um, main uh, road uh, to Turkey in order to sell its gas and oil under the Azerbaijan flag. That's what they are doing now. That's why they prepared the so-called Southern Stream. We all know the North Stream, which was 
uh, caught and exploded in uh, Baltic Sea. But people forgot about that southern stream. Azerbaijan is still selling uh, gas and oil in a huge amounts, which it does not possess. In fact, this is a Russian uh, oil and gas, which is uh, sold uh, and uh, it's in sale via Turkey, which was regarded as the Russian hub. That's why the so-called Zangezur land corridor was so and is still so important for Russia, Azerbaijan, and uh, Turkey. We see a, a specific alliance of three parents, dictators, Putin, Aliyev, and Erdogan. And Armenia right now is playing a role of a barrier. Nikol Pashinyan is trying to uh, stop these developments. That's why we enjoy certain uh, support of European Union and United States. Right now, Armenia becomes a uh, southeastern frontier, border of Europe. That's why European monitors are standing at Armenian border with Azerbaijan right now. However, you cannot construct a prosperous future without good relations with your neighbors, both Turkey and Azerbaijan. We are trying to uh, use uh, good relations with uh, all our neighbors, but uh, our neighbors are also Iran and uh, Georgia. We see that uh, there is a decline of democracy in Georgia, and it's um, a very alarming fact, but we hope that uh, Georgia will come back to democratic road. On the other hand, we see that despite the odds, the liberation and liberal movement is uh, in Iran uh, is not stopping. Um, uh, women, uh, youth and democratic forces of Iran are seeking um, liberty, are seeking uh, human rights. And sooner or later, Iran will uh, become a part of the civilization uh, again, as it uh, used to be uh, in the 70s and before that. Uh, our big hope is that um, uh, the theocratic uh, dictatorship in Iran will uh, fall apart pretty soon. We uh, are monitoring the situation carefully because uh, it's vitally important for Armenia. Uh, and. Uh, it will open the strategical road, so-called uh, north-south uh, road from Black Sea ports of Georgia to Persian Gulf. Right now, it's working already. And uh, the countries like India are uh, very much interested in this road because losing Afghanistan as a transportation hub. Uh, India is counting on Iran and on other uh, hand, Iran um, does not use the infrastructure of uh, Turkey and Azerbaijan because it regards them as political rivals. So the strategical route from Persian Gulf to Black Sea, Ukraine, Poland and uh, Europe for Iran is uh, has no alternatives but Armenia. That's why Russia is so eagerly um, trying to dominate and cut uh, Armenian-Iranian border. Uh, it could uh, look strange, but democratic Armenia uh, keeps um, quite good relations with theocratic Iran, Islamic Republic of Iran, because for both countries, this is the uh, life road, life route. 
uh, and uh, this uh, border is becoming more and more strategically important. Some people are comparing it to Panama or Suez uh, Channel at the moment. Uh, and I'm telling you why. Because for India and probably for China, that would become an uh, alternative route to Europe via Armenia and Georgia. That's why I'm saying uh, this region is not Southern Caucasus. It's part of Southeastern Europe from uh, Ukraine via Black Sea to Georgia and Armenia. Azerbaijan is to decide whether it will uh, join uh, this civilization project or it would stay uh, dictators, uh, alliance of dictators with Putin and Erdogan. Well, from the at least from declarative point of view, Azerbaijan is also West-oriented, US-oriented and don't want to have anything in common with Putin. Mm, what is the attitude of Armenians, of ordinary people, but also of the government and, of course, your party uh, towards the war in Ukraine. Is there any help being sent? Uh, are there any Ukrainian refugees in Armenia? Uh, our party is uh, one of the strongest supporters of uh, Ukrainian uh, struggle. We regard uh, their war as our war, as part of our struggle for your and our freedom, as uh, we used to say in the uh, 70s and 60s. Um, uh, in our office, Ukrainian flag is hanged on the wall right now. Uh, along with Armenian flags. Um, in a couple of weeks, we are preparing a big concert of uh, famous Armenian singer Ruben Hafterdian in Kiev, and uh, all the incomes would uh, be sent to the Ukrainian army, to wounded people. Uh, and we uh, realize uh, that as much as uh, European uh, fate uh, depends on Ukrainian victory. The same about Armenia. Uh, Ukrainian victory is essential and vital for us. We cannot, uh, we won't be able to get rid of Russian occupation without Ukrainians' uh, victory. Uh, of course, uh, Armenian government and Nikol Pashinyan in particular uh, are not that open-mouthed uh, because, um, as I said, uh, Armenia is still um, a hostage um, politically, militarily, and uh, economically. But uh, the society is understanding everything pretty well. Um, even more, we do not regard our current uh, conflict with Azerbaijan as Armenian Azeri conflict. We understand that Azerbaijan will never be able to. Uh, build such an army and uh, to start a war without a huge, uh, unprecedented uh, military, political, uh, diplomatic, and uh, uh, intelligence support of Russians. Uh, Russia is our uh, historical enemy, and it's just a joke, bad joke, that uh, Russians are calling us a strategical ally. This is nothing more than uh, uh, Bolshevik uh, lies, uh, the same way as uh, Poland or uh, 
Hungary, uh, Czechoslovakia uh, were called Soyuznik uh, 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 allies of uh, Soviet Union. Of course, uh, it's the same Russian Empire which was uh, annihilating statehood in Poland, in Armenia, in Georgia, anywhere they could uh, reach their bloody hands. I'd like to ask you a more personal question. How does it come that a filmmaker becomes politician? Uh, it's a um, painful uh, question because uh, I don't have uh, fire in the belly. I never dreamed to be a politician. My uh, last decision to get rid of every, anything else and to concentrate on political um, issues um, came after a war in 2020, to which I participated as a volunteer. I was a soldier, despite my age. I was 57 uh, at the moment of the war. But uh, I decided that I will never allow, or I will never, uh, I, I, I won't be able to leave with the fact that 18 years old boys, uh, Armenian boys, Azeri boys are dying for nothing. Uh, for a uh, dirty imperialistic uh, game that Russia is playing here. Uh, I believe in peace. I believe uh, that uh, we could uh, go along with uh, all our neighbors, with Turkey, Azerbaijan as well. And uh, that's why I decided to dedicate uh, the rest of my life to politics, because uh, only European Armenia uh, could survive as a nation, as a culture, as a state. When do you think the war in Ukraine and how will end? I believe that uh, 7 billion people on this earth would like to know the answer. Uh, all I can say as soon as possible. Uh, but we understand uh, very well, especially we in Eastern Europe, uh, that Russia should be dismembered. Russia should be uh, annihilated as, a, as an empire. We cannot allow uh, to make the same mistake which was done in the early 90s when the Soviet Union became Russian Federation with uh, satellites and uh, on the next historical circle it revived as a monster uh, which we have now. Uh, Russia will uh, become a monster uh, anytime when we will allow it. Uh, so we uh, have to understand this is the same war. Uh, we, Ukrainians, Georgians, Moldovans, Polish people, Czech, uh, we are in the same trench. We are against uh, the monster of Russian bloody imperialism. Without uh, dismembering uh, empire, we will not have a future, neither you nor us. So uh, we are sending uh, not only our best wishes and regards, we are sending uh, all kinds of possible and impossible aid to Ukraine. Uh, this is our uh, main goal. And we understand that without Ukrainian victory, we will not survive. Thank you very much. Thank you, Piotr. This was the Political Periscope. 
The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m.